0: You're, you're, you're listening to the World Wide Sports Radio Network. World Wide Sports Radio presents Chog Talk. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. With, with, with Renee Canales, Fogues, and James Baccioni.
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Wednesday edition of Chalk Talk here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It is Wednesday, March 20th, 2019 in Bohemia, New York, located in the Dungeon Studios.
2: The Dungeon. The Dungeon. The Dungeon.
1: I'm Renee Canales, and I'm joined in the studio by our producer, Evan Mazza, for the day. Hello. James Boccioni will be joining us momentarily. No John Fogues, Fogarty, because he is uh, at practice right now with his buddies, with his little kids. Um kids. And with the kids. The kids. He's
2: there with the kids. With the kids. The kids.
1: And uh Big Mike Grifkin is uh off today. But let's get into uh the business at hand. We have we're going to be talking about the Yankees today. We're going to be talking about the Nets.
2: What a win for them last night. What
1: a spectacular what game. What a win
2: for them last what
1: night. What a game by the Brooklyn Nets. And not only by the Brooklyn, just, I mean, as a whole, the Brooklyn Nets had a spectacular game, spectacular comeback in the fourth quarter, in the second half especially. D'Angelo Russell, before our very eyes. Grew up. Yeah. To what it was in Los Angeles when he was with the Lakers and the whole, um, you know, videotaping um, Swaggy P uh, with the whole Iggy Azalea thing and and whatnot, to what he is now, D'Angelo Russell has grown up before our very eyes, and what a find for the Brooklyn Nets! Mm-hmm. So we'll get into that once James Baccioni comes into the room.
2: Yeah, we can't talk. We can't talk about the Nets without him. We
1: cannot talk about the Nets without him because I mean, just talking to him last night, his excitement was just ridiculous through the roof. It was a must-win game for the Brooklyn Nets, and they did what they needed to do. The hard way, but they did it. Uh, we'll also
2: a win is a win is a win, especially oh, when you're a team absolutely, or, especially when you a team trying to get into the postseason.
1: Absolutely, a
2: win is a win is a win.
1: And then we're also going to bring up uh, some NFL talk with uh, the the Green Bay Packers, more specifically Aaron Rodgers. We'll pose this question now just in case if anybody wants to chime in. Phone number 631 676 2968. That's 631 676 2968. The
2: Sacramento Kings were up 100 to 72 with a minute 35 to go in the third period.
1: Yeah, they blew a 28 point
2: lead. It's just incredible. I'm watching, I'm watching the highlights now. <coughs> it's incredible. Yeah, 20, to, to 28 really point lead. You look back, and that's, that's like that. Evaporate. that They were up 100 to 72 with a minute 30 to go yeah. in the third period, third quarter.
1: That's that's just how it happened. just how, And D'Angelo Russell was in threes after threes after threes. I mean, just the way it happened was incredible. But the, uh, the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers, the question we want to bring up, are the Green Bay Packers wasting Aaron Rodgers? So we'll talk about that later on as the show goes on, more than likely in the second hour. But let's start off with the New York Yankees. Um more news came out yesterday after the show got done. Um on my drive to work. Dylan Batansis yeah, is out indefinitely. Another one with shoulder inflammation. Um they don't know uh exactly uh wh- when he'll be coming back. And they were working on a contract extension with him too. They were. This was yeah. another guy that they were working were. on
2: extension with him too.
1: Uh, the thing here is, this one doesn't hurt as bad, but simply, I mean, yeah, it's still it's still a little, it's still concerning. Anytime you hear inflammation, it's concerning. Just how we were concerned with uh, Luis Severino. Right. But this one with Dylan Batanz is not as bad as the other one the other ones, because of the depth of the bullpen. Yes, you lose an you you lose an important arm there. You basically lose your seventh inning guy. I want to say, in Dellin Batanzas
2: seventh eighth inning, seventh seven, eight, eighth
1: seven and eighth inning guy. I mean, in he's Dillon not Batances. he's
2: not a closer. but no, he, no, he's, he's, a guy, not a he's a guy He's a guy who's going to the seventh eighth eighth innings and get you out of a jam. He's either your seventh inning
1: guy or he's your setup man. Mm-hmm.
2: Set it up for Chapman.
1: Yep. But but with that being said, the Yankees brought in Adam Ottavino this this off you still had uh you still have a role as Chapman as your closer. They locked up Zach Britton in the offseason as well. You we got Chad Green. You still have Chad Green, you still have Jonathan Holder. You know, I mean, and at the end of the day, if you want to, you still have a Luis Sessa in your bullpen if um if things work out for the Yankees and, uh, with Gio Gonzalez as well. So that doesn't necessarily hurt as bad, but Mc- what exactly is going on with the New York Yankees at this point? Because it's not just one guy that's gone down. It's Luis Severino, Hicks, Aaron Hicks, Esteban Florial, who broke mm-hmm. his wrist. Yep. But that's just the you know that's just the you know things that happen with with, with broken bones. They just happen. Dylan Betances now. That's that's four guys, and I'm not counting Cece Sabathia because that one's more of a uh, of a. um of a health scare that he had with with that heart procedure that he had late uh, at the end of last year, early uh, early beginning of this year. But what are the Yankees doing that's sort of putting these players in position to to get hurt that way? Is is it the way they're going about doing drills or training or or, or their warm up tosses or their long throws? What's going on with that? Um, is there something that needs to be changed here? I mean, I'm not sure because this this is this never really happens with the New York Yankees.
2: Sometimes it's just bad luck.
1: Or is it Ray Ramirez Uh, just rearing his ugly head?
2: Is Ray Ramirez on the Yankees? No. I was about to say like we keep making these you guys keep making these Ray Ramirez jokes. I'm starting. I'm like, is he on the Yankees? I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's not on the Yankees. No,
1: he's not. We just like to bring it up because it's funny. Because uh,
2: it's the Mets. Yeah. (laughs) Here's the thing, like with the Yankees and with any other team, when you've been healthy for the majority of your for a lot of years, exactly. Sometimes you look at the Atlanta Falcons this past year in the NFL. The Atlanta Falcons for three straight years. Listen, it's insanely hard to be healthy. But I think with uh, the Atlanta
1: Falcons, I think they get. It feels like they get hurt like every other two years.
2: But for three years in a row, though, they were one of the healthiest rosters in all of football. Mm. This year happens. They are. They Abismal. get depleted with injuries, Abismal. and they were four and nine to start the year, and they ended up winning three in a row to finish the year. But it was against the Bucks, the a depleted Panther team, yep. you know all that stuff. So it was kind of uh, the Arizona Cardinals, who are bad. So it was kind of moot. Yeah. You know, it was that three game win streak they had at the end of the season was kind of a you know okay. You know, you beat those teams, kind of like, you know okay, it's a moot point to make it to at least make it seven and nine, and not something worse. With the Yankees, I think it's just they're, it, they're hitting the injury bug. You know, the Mets have hit it so many times in their history. The Yankees are have have hit it for the first time in a while, as Jimmy Pachiodi makes this entrance, <laughs> <laughs> his Brooklyn entrance. Here He is Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Last night. <laughs> <laughs> I was up late last night.
3: Freaking traffic, man. Hey. L-I-E. I, oh, every that? time I come leave at four o'clock, I get home with no problem. But whenever I come here at one o'clock on a weekday. It's always something. It's always something. <laughs> like, where is everybody going? What are you doing? <laughs> Just wait I to... work nights. That's why I'm around yeah. during the day. <laughs> but, anyway,
1: anyways, yeah. anyway,
2: the Yankees. So it, I think that's kind of like that's kind of where they're at right now. It's a, it's a, it's injuries, and they're hitting the bug, and unfortunately, they're hitting the injury bug. Now, the good thing for and the And it's Yankees important is,
1: players too. It's it, it's
2: important players, but the good thing is
1: it's happening early. They ha-
2: it's happening early, and they have depth. We lost Aaron Hicks. All right, we got Judge, we got Stan, we got Garner. They got Tulowitzki, They got this guy. They got this guy. They got a lineup full of guys who can yep, flat yeah, out look hit. Look how
3: good the Adavino signing looks right
1: now. Uh, yeah, I, they exactly. Lose what I, I Betances. They, they got they got Adavino, and they locked up Zach Britton as well. Yeah. So I mean that that's why I said i I let i let off the show with that. The fact that yeah this Dylan Batanzas injury is imp- is serious. It's important. It's shoulder inflammation again, but. It's not as painful as losing Luis Severino or CC Sabathia because no. the Yankees have that depth in that yeah, bullpen. You could easily
3: survive exactly. the batances. It just doesn't make your bullpen as, least as strong. As, yeah. I mean, it's still probably the best bullpen in baseball, mm-hmm. even without Dylan Batances. Yep.
2: Although Milwaukee is now about to sign
3: that They're about to sign him? I yeah. know they were talking they to They were him. talking to Cripple. Talk- okay. I, I saw are that as of
1: last night. But are they talking or are they about to sign? That's two completely different things.
2: Right.
3: Probably
2: yeah, just
1: yeah. still talking at this point. I mean, I saw they were seriously interested in him, but um, okay.
2: The, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, the Brewers have talked to them, but there is no indication of an agreement.
1: Yeah, so, so it's all go. just speculation at this point. I mean,
3: hey, hey, it's the most we've seen on the Kimbrough front in a long time. Yeah, so I wonder. I'm really curious to see how, the, how those negotiations were going. <laughs> honestly,
1: six years, hundred thousand. So no, there's no million. way at this point he's going <laughs> to get that. <laughs> Not even close. I mean, I don't see it happening. I didn't see him getting six years regardless from anyone. At that price, hell no. Yeah. Four years, maybe? Four years? Yeah. If I mean, that. Yeah. Maybe. But, um, but yeah, so, yeah, that you know, that, that was a little bit on the Delon Batances front. Uh, on the Luis Severino front, he actually uh, had uh, some warm-up tosses today and didn't feel any pain whatsoever. Sevy? Yeah, so that's a step in the right direction for Luis Severino. Is that a good idea? What to throw the ball? I mean, it was he was supposed he was supposed to be down for two weeks, so
2: they're trying to get an indication of what's really going yeah, on. Exactly. Here, what's yeah, exactly. to get um, They're
1: not they're not putting him in, in, in into you know game situations. No. So I mean, they don't want to rush that as as of yet, but they want to see if he feels any sort of discomfort when he throws a ball, which he's apparently he did not. Huh? He's just having a catch. Yeah, he's just yeah, it's just tosses. Um,
2: so, but actually, I'm reading this here, and. I apologize, and I apologize for not really keeping track a lot so, uh, during the spring for the Yankees. I obviously we watched some of the games, but he wasn't hitting his fastball at ninety above ninety yep. miles. Now he mm-hmm. was having trouble with that. He was having least, trouble. I'm just reading that out, really.
1: And he didn't he didn't let anybody know until he felt that he, he he started feeling. I guess he started but no feeling
2: one, pain. No one the Yankees. No one in the Yankees noticed that that he was. They they, he was they
1: saw that he was low on his velocity, but they they attributed that with just you know the beginning of spring training and him getting up to speed. But as they saw that continuing, they felt something was it's, wrong there, and then he 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 told them, he's like, I haven't been mm-hmm. feeling right. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know that. Is he a guy That's who plays winter ball? No. He doesn't mm-hmm. play winter no. ball. I didn't okay. know that. That's interesting. No. Because Dylan Batanz is the type of player that usually either starts really fast or he starts really slow. Hmm. So, you know, they, they attributed that with just, you know, the beginning of spring training, him getting his feet wet, you know, getting into the swing of things. But as that prolonged, they felt something was wrong, and he admitted to them. I haven't been feeling right. So they got that MRI done, saw the inflammation in there in his shoulder, shutting him down indefinitely. It's concerning. I mean, really
3: all these injuries that the Yankees have gotten, though, they've addressed, or they've addressed themselves. Look at the Aaron Hicks injury. Yeah. He's out for a little bit. Mm -hmm. But – he, that see, means he seems it, but, to be on his way back but, as well. But what does that do? It opens up the roster spot, and it gets rid of a problem you had with Greg Bird, Greg Bird and, and, and Luke, Luke Voigt. Voigt who, yeah, now you can take both of them, who are both raking right now. Yeah. And you can just play Clint Flager for the time being in the I mean, outfield, we saw that Greg Garner, or Stanton in left, if you want to do something like that. We saw that you home DH. run yesterday
1: from Greg so Bird. Stanton,
3: so Stanton plays the field for a little bit until Aaron Hicks comes back, and you DH Bird or you DH Voigt. And then your problem's solved. So that issue's gone for the time being. They've covered that injury. Because you have look both at, those bats in the, your lineup. Look at the Severino. They went out and they got the packs, and They're going to hope that he's going to be the ace for mm-hmm. a little bit. He can carry the staff for the first month and a half. And then they just signed Gio Gonzalez yesterday. It was a move that they hope can fix the injury. So they addressed that injury. And the Dylan Batances one, their bullpen stacked. They signed him out of Vino. They signed it Zach Britton. They addressed that. That injury has already addressed itself. I mean, so really the Yankees are getting hit with the injury bug hard. But every, all the bases are still pretty covered. And that's, yeah. what, everyone go, that's what it goes back to Evan who said depth. And that's what they have. And that's why they're able to, to kind of survive these blows right now. But they are piling up. There's no doubt about it. And they're, they're
1: piling up fast too. It's not like you know, you know, here and there. It's it seems like it's like one or two every week at this point. Mm. The, the what what's concern, what was concerning and, was the fact that it you know it hit the starting rotation with Luis Severino and CeCe Zabathia. At that point, you you had to rely a lot more on Masahiro Tanaka. You had to rely more on uh, on James Paxton. And we already know that James Paxton is coming in sort of with. I don't want to say a weight on his shoulders, but he has something to prove here at, with the Yankees. There's years a lot of pressure uh, on Paxton. I mean, uh, H- honestly, I haven't really felt the pressure for Paxton in, in as
3: terms of just like being a fan. Like we haven't really been talking about him. No one's really been talking about him. Yeah, now, like but, he, he has to perform and well, beat his ace. I'm sure. know like, his expectations are high. He's not an ace, sure
2: but he's coming from Seattle to the Yankees. He's expected to kind of make the leap from a three to a, a three-two to a one. Well, now the, with, well, with well, Seve's injury, he's he he leans more now. Of Se, he gets more attention now, especially with Seve's injury.
1: Well, the reason why I said that uh, first was because of the fact, you know, that he was so highly regarded and so highly touted at the end of the season. And, and people thought that, you know, various teams are going to want to be in on uh, on trading for him. And obviously the Yankees obviously got that trade done with the Seattle Mariners.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, So that, that that's the reason as to why I said that. But there's still there's pressure on Jay Happ as well, I believe. He, he signed a, yeah. a, a two-year uh, two, two deal, I believe it was, with, uh, with the Yankees in the offseason. So there's some pressure stacked on him. And then you were thinking about bringing up the guys, Luis Sessa, Jonathan Loaizaga, Domingo Herman They had pressure to perform, but now with signing, we're bringing in Gio Gonzalez. That sort of takes the load off a little bit, especially on the top guys. Uh, so, like you said, depth. Depth is the key word with the New York Yankees. Like Jimmy said, they got their bases covered. And now it's just a waiting game, just to make just to see if these guys are healthy or not.
3: I mean, Paxton had a great start. His last start has mm-hmm. been creating against the Phillies. Well. Masahiro Tanaka Th- had a great start as well. Four a
1: third, no hit innings against the Phillies. Mm. That's decent. Yeah. That's, a, that's a side. Pretty day. Yeah, that's pretty good. Masahiro Tanaka had a pretty good start in his last start, uh, last outing in uh, in spring training. Um, I mean, also
3: with Paxton and Tanaka to add, like to because we always talk about Tanaka's injury history. To add on to that, a Paxton is a guy who's been injured in the past as mm-hmm. well. So you know, it's I believe he's had back issues before. Yeah. I yes. mean, what would you realistically are expecting from James Paxton for the season, depending he stays healthy? Like what kind of what kind of sat line
1: last season? Because he had I'll, a high ERA. I'll give you he a had, reference last se- yeah. He's,
3: yeah, he's he's always not he's given up.
1: The, he gave up the home runs a lot. Like, yeah, I believe it was last year, right?
3: He's always had the last three the last four seasons. He's had close to a four ERA. Mm-hmm. So, uh, high 3s 393937
2: yeah. last but, year last year was a 3 last year was a 3. Point, uh 3.24 ERA. 3.76 oh 3.72 sorry then yeah uh, 3.76 you right
3: but um 11 and 6 last year 3.76 ERA. A year before that 12 and 5 2.98 ERA. and he, he's, he's the most career wins he's ever had is 12 But he also doesn't Mm -hmm. suffer many losses, but he's a higher ERA guy. So what could you expect from James Paxton with the lineup, the run support we expect that that he's going to get? I think he'll definitely get his career high in wins this year. I think that's what makes a difference because
1: he didn't didn't have that sheer power. His 3.76 ERA
3: is a lot better on the Yankees than it is on the Mariners. Yeah,
1: yeah, because he didn't have that run support with the Mariners. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty sure that they gave up a lot of games in which he started. They gave up the leads late. Um, So I'm expecting James Paxton to obviously – Eclipses career wins record, twelve. uh From twelve to I would say maybe even if, uh, I'd I'd put it at 15, a fifteen maybe 15,
2: 16. 15,
1: 15 w- could fi- be fair fifteen wins. um You said his ERA last year was a three point seven six.
2: <sighs> two years ago, his ERA was a two point nine eight.
1: Yeah, i i put it somewhere in between. I'd probably uh, I'd be comfortable with a three two maybe three point three ERA for I'd James five
3: Three, 5, fifteen. I'm, fine, with, you yeah, take I'm that. fine. I'm
1: take. I'll take that any day. I'm fine with that. For James Paxton, with I'm going to. The thing there is, he needs to cut down on those home runs. Yeah, I mean, well, he's we'll pitching Yankee Stadium. I'm not sure if that's which really good. Which help. is tough. Yes, that's. True. Um, but, um, I, he definitely needs to cut down on those. I mean, the, the away ballparks that that he's going to be playing at, um, I guess sort of do him a little bit of a favor there. Toronto's a, a pretty big ballpark, I would say. Uh, not so much Baltimore, but they do have that high wall in right field. But even still, um, Baltimore's a fair ballpark. A fair ballpark. Ball, Boston, fair ballpark, I would say.
2: You got to pitch well in Boston, though, when Boston's you're a Yankee crazy. pitcher.
1: Boston's <laughs> Boston's <laughs> Boston is the weirdest of edges in, in baseball, dude. Because you're
3: going down da- down the right it's field like line. It's like 420 <laughs> to dead center, <laughs> and it's like yeah. 290 with the green monster. Yeah, the monster yeah. And then exactly. the fence in right is just like the, like up to people's pes- waist.
1: Pes- yeah. like the pesky <laughs> pole down yeah. the right field, yeah. <laughs>
2: Ridiculous.
1: And you then yeah, and then you also have the, Fenway, Park uh, of is, F- Fenway Park is Tampa.
2: Fenway Park is three ten down the left field line, three seventy nine left center, three ninety in center field, four twenty in deep center, four three 20-ish. in deep center, three eighty in deep right field, and three oh two down the right oh, field. Oh, city field That's dimension absurd. That was it's city absurd. field dimension.
1: <laughs> right yeah. before they changed it up. Yeah, city field was like four thirty, <laughs> like a polo ground, <laughs> but with like a, with like a sixteen
3: foot wall though. <laughs> I have to go. The Great Wall of Flushing, yeah, they called yeah, it. Right. They I changed that. The, the
2: city field dimensions changed from three to eleven feet. Yeah, and they lowered the wall. Like, yeah, forty-two
3: feet. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I remember that. I was insane.
2: <laughs>
1: David Wright's "Like guys, I can't yeah, get I can't it, dude. <laughs> Jose Reyes doesn't play here anymore." Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel something. like the away ballparks sort of, uh, I guess, oh, yeah, do him the, a little the, bit the of a drop. favor. Yeah, yeah the, the just hit a ball
3: in the in the. Hit a ball in the air, you lose it in the catwalk.
1: (laughs) It goes down as a double, so those will cut down for sure.
2: Imagine if baseball games were played at at, uh, AT AT&T Stadium in Dallas. God. How many how many fly balls hit that would hit that? uh oh, the scoreboard! The scoreboard. Why? <laughs> <laughs> well, my I mean they, they
1: they had to do something about it too because the kickers were actually punting the ball and it was hitting yeah. the bottom well, of the that's scoreboard. Every
2: time you watch a
3: Cowboys game, they show the the camera angle shows, yeah, the, shows the ball
1: the, like, in, the <laughs> in the air. It's like oh, <laughs> it's hit it. I wonder. I wonder if
2: there is there ever a soccer game played in AT? Has there ever yeah. been a soccer game played? Yeah. Has sure. there like a soccer ball ever like?
1: No, nah, it doesn't I don't go that high. No, nah, it doesn't go that. High. That'd, be interesting,
2: like, that'd be interesting, like maybe if it did. No, nah, when, when a goal hit that, that would be a <laughs> fucking I mean, they could,
1: it. they could hit it, but it's, it's the, the angle of the ball They're doesn't really go that high. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that you know, that was a little bit on the injury front for the New York Yankees. They have the depth. We looked at James Paxton a little bit, and and his, and our outlook for him in regards to this upcoming uh, regular season, but now. The question that I really wanted to pose to you guys, um, with Mike Trout signing this extension with the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, uh, altogether 12, uh, 12 years, $430 million, if you're the Yankees, and, and Aaron Judge still has, I believe, four more years before he hits free agency, Are you, if you're the Yankees, do you lock him up now or do you wait? Or do you wait another two years? and then lock him up, or do you do it now?
2: He has. Aaron Judge has exactly one, two, three more years of arbitration left. Mm-hmm. And he's a free agent after the – so that makes him, I guess, a free agent after the 2022 season. Yep. His base salary right now is $684,300. $684,300. That's his base salary right now. Yep. I talk to him. I get some negotiations started.
3: You could probably get him for a bargain. Right now, for what he's going to be produ- produce yeah. in the next couple of years, in the next however many years, two three years, five years, six years. He's twenty six. You're gonna get him for what? Well, what kind of deal are we looking at? Maybe a six year like hundred sixty hundred. Would you do million? six years or would you do longer than that? He
2: might want. He. I might. don't know.
3: I mean, that's the, that that question. Well, you control him for question. four more already, so I think mm-hmm. we're talking about an extension. That's why I yeah. say yeah. Oh, oh, so, on you, to so the, yeah, altogether ten years yeah. in a sense. Yeah. yeah. And I think you can get him, for the money that he's making now, he's going to want to, you know... He's going to want over three. No, I don't know. I don't think you have to give him over three. I'm not convinced of that. I think you can get Aaron Judge for maybe two. A steal. Some sort of... I don't know. I mean, I I haven't really thought about him as a contract extension yet all that much because, like you said, he's still under control for four more years. And like I've always said with DeGrom, why the Mets control him for now, why force the issue on a good thing that you mm-hmm. have he's not making anything right now yeah i mean yes eventually you're going to get it done but at this point in time because right the now, age also right plays after a especially because the hot stove is so is sizzling right now yeah maybe let it cool right. down a little bit players left and right maybe let running. it cool down a little bit before you force anything doing do anything crazy with Aaron judge
2: you want to sign him during the season you don't maybe?
1: have to no the yankees don't do deals during season no okay that, that, Just, that, that's have, something you have time. About. You have ample time. Oh, for sure, absolutely. Yeah. Because Aaron Judge is not going to be the type of person, I trust. Oh, the- I I, need, I want a contract now. Nah, I'm going to hold out. That's that's not what Aaron Judge is there for. That's I mean, not what he's.
3: Judge making rough, making about like twenty five million a year, 25-28 mm-hmm. Th- million a year per season. I would Maybe thirty. I, I would over
1: time around rough like, average of like twenty five. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily do it now. But I, I would definitely start talking. having some sort of conversation Let with him. Let him know that. What are your intentions? Yeah. Let him know your intentions, what you're look at, uh, looking at in terms of uh, annual average value, What in, in but, terms of uh, just overall contract, money-wise, years-wise. Let him know what your intentions are. I mean, are. also,
3: this isn't a man who has come out and said anything, though. No. No. He hasn't. He's only making $625,000 yeah. this year. <laughs> yeah. And he's going to be one of the best players the face of baseball. I mean, he's not hurting for money because we see no. all the endorsements yeah. that Mike as, he's that, that, that the rain, has. He's getting endorsements. But, you know, he's not coming out and saying, pay me, pay me. Mm. He's probably going to – what is he? He has arbitration next year. Mm. He's in ar- he's
1: arbitration for the next three, three years.
3: years. So, you know, they're going to do well by – I mean, he's not going to be making $625,000 next year. He's mm. making probably around ten. Yeah. Which
1: still is a, you that's know, a, that's a you know That's a jump, dude. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but it's still a $10 million raise, which you're going to do well by him there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I mean, why not? Why force it? That's all I say when it comes down to these things. Because at the end of the day, it is a business. Aaron Judge could be in right field and tear his ACL or te- tear his kneecap apart, mm-hmm. like Mickey Mantle did on a drain pipe. Yeah. And then when you stuck with him for 10 years. So why why force it when you have four more years left and you're going to give them the arbitration next year, you'll give them the arbitration the year after that, and even after that, you still have two more years. So, right. you know, I just think there's plenty of time to wait it out and not force the issue, When especially because now it's so... It's, it's, you know, it's, such a, it's so hot right now. It's such a big topic because players are making money
1: left and right. Yeah, I mean, and just look at last night. you should Bre- Bre- let it cool down. Just look at last night. Alex Bregman gets a six-year extension, $100 million. It's an amazing deal for the Astros. I mean, yeah, absolutely. $100 million? That's yeah. where I can see this Judge. Is
2: in- this is in- sorry to interrupt, but this is interesting. Uh, Elroy Jimenez, the top outfield prospect of the Chicago White Sox, are finalizing a long-term deal with them. Hmm. The White Sox are finalizing a long-term deal with Elroy Jimenez. This is from Jeff Passan of ESPN.
1: Guys everywhere, man. Jeff Passons everywhere. Literally. Um, but with that being said, we're gonna go to break. When we come back, um, touch on the Brooklyn Nets a little bit.
3: Jefferson. Hollis Jefferson
0: will take it. His layup is good. Hollis Jefferson puts it down and Brooklyn <laughs> wow. in front. No timeout remaining
1: for seven. Yep. With that being said, we'll be back here on Chalk Talk, Worldwide Sports Radio Network.
0: You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're listening to the Talk on the World Wide Sports Radio Network. Looking for Russell. Instead it's Hollis Jefferson. Hollis
3: Jefferson will take it. remaining for Sacramento. tenths
1: of a second left. The heave! That's it! The comeback completed. One that win for Brooklyn. was a call from Ryan Rucco on call, the man. on the Yes huh? Network, Ryan Ruco and uh Sarah Kustak on the call in Sacramento yesterday, and you heard that clip, the Brooklyn that's completed an incredible comeback last night. In Sacramento, a game that on this show we said is a must win for this Brooklyn Nets team.
2: They were down one hundred to seventy two with a minute thirty five to go in the third quarter.
1: They were down twenty at twenty eight
3: points at one I'm point. Not, I'm not sure it was a must win, but it would have been a devastating loss. Well on this road trip, I mean you they had time to they could have recovered, but that would have been it looked like it was going to be really bad. Yeah, I mean. I they mean, were... it would have been 0-4 to start the trip. That's bad. Two That's horrible, lo- no, Three horrible losses in a row. I mean, the devastating one to the Clippers. Is this one would have been a game where you thought they might answer. They come out. They look sluggish. They look. They're down by, what, 27 at one yeah. point. Man.
1: What a comeback. I'm, I text you last. I'm like, yo, are you watching this? Of course I'm watching. Oh, man. And listen, just the sheer excitement from the players – um, you, you you saw him live by you know each moment of what happened in this game. Down 27 points, 28 points with a minute left in the third quarter. You go on this incredible run, capped off by Rondé Hollis Jefferson on a on a play that actually was designed for D'Angelo Russell, mm-hmm. but that sort of broke down. So he took the he took the route he took into the paint, stone one on one. And I mean, just the, the way he went up for the layup was kind of weird. It was like oh weird angle, and like I didn't think that was, was going to go in. It, it was painful. But, you know, the way it goes in, absolute, uh, absolutely amazing. Nets fan, you're the Nets fan here. Your I mean, thoughts jo- on this Joe game? Harris
3: and Rody Kooooks were right there both at the rim. So they, I do think that they would have tipped that in mm-hmm. anyway. But the circus shot by Hollis Jefferson was just absurd. I mean, not the guy I would ever, probably the <laughs> last guy on this team I would give the final <laughs> shot to. But, hey, he gets it done. But let's, he's not the story of this game. The story of this game was D'Angelo Russell really stepping out, making himself...
1: You know, he's he, growing he, before our eyes he, he, here. Last night the NBA, if you didn't know about D'Angelo Russell, notice. you know about D'Angelo Russell. He put the NBA on notice at that point. D'Angelo okay. Russell said, I am here. Forty four points from D'Angelo Russell. And I mean, this three point shot uh that that we're about to play, I mean, just sheer I mean stones on this guy to just ice in his veins, literally. Man.
3: That's the Dudley three. That was amazing too. I'll talk about Jared Dudley for a second as well. Now that we just played the clip of him, that that brings me to the other point I was going to bring up about the game last night. This team was getting destroyed with the starters out there. Jared Allen, when he was out there, Karis Levert, Sundra Dinwiddie, the guys weren't getting Demarri Carroll. They weren't getting it done last night. Yeah, but this Nets team, the bench they deep enough where Exploding. everyone is always ready. It's always when your name is called, you go in there and you play as hard as you can. Shabazz Napier. Jared Dudley down the stretch played the final seven minutes. Hollis Jefferson with the game winner played the stretch down the final seven minutes. The lineup they played last night for the final seven minutes to complete that comeback was one of the grimiest lineups I've seen all season. Holl- it was it, was, was it Jared
4: Dudley? It was <laughs> d
3: Jared Dudley at the five, Hollis Jefferson, Rody Kourouks, and Joe Harris. I mean, and Joe Harris was being shut down, so his shot wasn't falling, and... I mean, I rave about Rody Kourouks all the time. That guy just brings any intangible you can want in a basketball team. But D'Lo, just putting the team on his back last night with that cast around him. Jared Dudley hits two big threes in that final seven minutes. Now, like I said, go. Hollis Jefferson. Here you go. I mean. Russell will take and hit. Are you kidding
2: me? <laughs> D'Angelo Russell on another planet right now. That's a good description. Yeah, a I mean, plan. listen,
1: Ryan Rucco said it said it best. D'Angelo Russell's on another planet right now. Just the way he's playing, just the sheer confidence that he's that, that he's playing with. Like you said, Jimmy, ice in his veins. Mm-hmm. This kid just put the NBA on notice for everybody who doubted him, especially with that situation in LA that happened. That actually led to him coming here to the Brooklyn Nets in a trade where the Nets got back, what was it, Timothy Mozgov in that and, deal? No, I, it was Bronsgraf
3: and Russell yeah, and for Russell. Brooke Lopez. Yeah.
1: But it was, it was pretty much like a salary dump for, yes. for Tim and Mozgov yeah. Yeah. from the uh, from the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, just, I mean, what a find for the Nets. It's, and you well, said Dino, he's Dino free Dino had, some, had something
3: to say <laughs> yeah, to uh, his Lakers <laughs> haters over there. Appreciate it, man.
0: Thank you. Just in D'Angelo Russell. A very excited D'Angelo Russell. How about your teammate, Rondé, waiting for Is his it? opportunity. Oh, what I wanted. And then Dude. making things happen in the it? court.
1: Man, we tell him every day, nah, man.
3: It wasn't his. It wasn't on the. Um, was on it season. was just. It was
0: just. You know, it, yes. it was just
1: caught on the mic from him saying it. Oh, uh, during the game. No, no. After the after game. After the game, he, he was caught, the caught on the mic saying, "I'm built for this." You know what? Oh. Um,
2: I thought it was. I thought when I was talking to you guys, no, no, was, no. Sorry, the S, the but, S. Okay, okay. I'll find it for you. I got it for you.
1: But.
3: You just searched probably D, D, D'Angelo Russell. I was built for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He
1: said he pretty much went out there and said, "I am built for this." In a. In a. More like a Kevin Garnett-esque yeah. manner. Yeah. I guess that's the yeah. best way you could put yeah. it. Yeah. For sure.
3: So, the confidence of this young man is soaring.
1: Through the roof. Through and
3: the roof. we see him score 31 against Utah. I said a couple days ago that his shot was struggling, and it was in the Oklahoma City game and in the um, game before that um, against Detroit. He he, They won that game, but it was more Spencer Dinwiddie and Rudy Kuru, who got that game done. Mm-hmm. But... To this guy, I mean, we, I, he, like I said, mentioned during the break to you, he had a couple of heat check shots where he missed where he could have scored six more possible points. He was just coming down. And the most important thing was that D'Angelo Russell is a guy who doesn't need to a screen or anything to set up his shot. He just goes down there quick enough, and he can pull up, and he can do it so fast, his release. So that shot clock, when they're trying to come back from such a big deficit, he's not killing any time. The best thing for you to do is he's putting, not kill he, any time. He's putting time. points yeah. on the board in four seconds with the position, mm-hmm. and and, they, and they're never getting stops. I mean, to complete that comeback last night, more benef- more tribute to the Nets or more the bad job are, by the Kings?
1: Uh, you can look both. at both. You it's can look best. at both. I mean, that's the comeback of the season, obviously, in the NBA. But if you're the Nets and you're Dave Yeager, uh, that's a terrible loss. That That is such a bad loss. You're up by 27, 28 points. Pretty much at the end of the third period, at the third quarter, you go into this fourth quarter and you let you you put you take your foot off completely off the gas. You let this Brooklyn Nets team in, you you let D'Angelo Russell pretty much score at will. Twenty seven points in that fourth quarter. We just had more energy. Yeah, they the, the Nets the, the were, Nets, feed, were feasting.
3: But the best part about like I mentioned, how the starters were out of the game and it was the bench guys getting it done who aren't normally part of the rotation. Not one player was sitting down. Not one player no. was pouting. That, they were all they. They could. They were so. Yep. They were thrilled when Jared Dudley yep. hit that Absolutely. shot. Thrilled Absolutely thrilled to keep them on the floor. You saw
2: the whole sideline just it's, go nuts. That's the what cool they
3: side. do. That this why this team is so fun to watch and so exciting and is in all, every single game because they're a unit. They play as a unit and they fully believe into what their system is. That's why they have an identity now and that's why the Nets are becoming a destination.
1: And and and. and- I understand it's the end of the game, you know, last possession. Your, your team's always going to be off the, off their feet. I, I mean, on their feet, off the bench, just waiting to see how that possession goes. But you just saw the sheer excitement from everybody on that bench when Rondé Hollis-Jefferson gets that layup to go in. Mm-hmm. Demarion Carroll's going nuts on the bench. Uh, Carousel Burks going. Guys Levert's who are normally going, in on that, in that exa- situation exa- who want exa- that exa- shot. Exa- it wasn't their night. It wasn't. It and wasn't. they're fine with it, and yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, because the bench guys are going out there, and they're providing that spark that they were lacking. And you can you can only wish to have that on a team. You can also
3: argue that now the Nets are going f- even more rested against the Lakers. Yeah. Or if you watch this road trip. Yeah, a game where they're yeah. gonna have to play in those final in those final minutes. Hollis Jefferson's not gonna get twenty four minutes again no, next game. Dudley's no. not gonna get fifteen minutes again next game. It was just the situation worked out last night where those were the guys getting it done. And they give the starters a little bit of rest at the same time. DeAngelo
1: Russell, forty four points, seventeen of thirty three from the field last night. I mean Help. just just we pull out this way. The largest comeback. There you, go. <laughs> there you, you, got it, you got it in the background. It. There you go. You heard it. Uh, Ryan Brooklyn Rucco and uh, Sarah history. were talking, and you hear D'Angelo Russell in the background say, "I'm built for this."
3: Help Brooklyn pull out this win. The largest comeback.
1: I mean, just it, it, he was obviously to was super Brooklyn excited as well. So yeah. I mean, how can you not be, man? How can you not be excited? After a game so like kinda that. So I kind of
3: want to take this to the back to a couple years ago when the Lakers draft Angelo Russell with the second overall pick. Mm-hmm. It's Magic Johnson, because he was getting a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of trolling on Twitter last night after it. Probably more praise than, I think, oh, Magic Johnson was getting more trolled on Twitter last night than the D'Lo was getting praised almost. Mm-hmm. With every single D'Lo comment came a Magic Johnson trolling <laughs> comment. So what do you think? I mean, uh, is he is he losing sleep over the fact that D'Lo is now an all star, rising all star, taking over the right now by storm? Of. I think so, right and now, and he's sort sitting of. with a
1: situation that he's sitting with. I think right now, sort of. I guess he kind of wishes that D'Angelo Russell was still on his team because. You think so? I think so because you need that. You need that point guard, man. You need that type of point guard. But that's
2: what they wanted Lonzo to be. They yeah, took but Lonzo. Yeah, over yeah, but Yeah,
1: but Look at Lonzo. I mean, I understand. He's he's injured, but he's had a series of hit of injuries since he's came into the NBA, which have completely derailed his, his career as of now. It's a short-span career, but it's He's been of, out for a long time. It's been He's going to be out the rest of the season, obviously. I mean, he had spurts last year where he was out as well. And and you look at D'Angelo Russell, he's been nothing but consistent for this Brooklyn Nets team. He's an all-star. He's an all-star reserve. I mean, all, he, an he, 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 he wasn't the first choice, obviously, but, which we thought was ludicrous. We thought he should have been an, an all-star. automatic all- so all-star. on the back of his basketball yeah. card. Exactly. I I think he's sort of looking at uh, looking at himself in the mirror. and He's like, damn, what I do.
2: You uh, you committed to Lonzo. You <clears throat> traded you traded Russell. You committed to Lonzo, and that's that. That's essentially what happened. And unfortunately, Lonzo's a talented basketball player, though he is. He's a very talented player. You know, but what Russell is doing for so, I think it's less about. I think it's less about. Less about. Magic that it is just about the fact that D'Angelo got a new fresh start. He came to a situation where he knew he could play and he is now making the most of
1: it. And he was in a situation where he knew he made a mistake and he tried to sort of, you know, write that a little bit, I think but it sh- wasn't working. So
2: let's, I think we should make this more about D'Angelo and less about magic. But, you yeah. know, I understand the Lakers are going through some tough times right now. Even with the best player on the planet, but you can't take the attention
1: away from D'Angelo Russell and you what he yeah. has done. That's
2: why I mean, We're to, if you if you if you if you mock Magic, you're taking the attention away from D'Angelo.
1: This was a a, a Magic Johnson Laker mistake that ended up being nothing but a blessing. For Kenny so, Atkinson, Sean Marks, and the Brooklyn Nets. Yes. So
3: I just I was just looking up the trade to make to make sure officially what it was. Mm-hmm. It was D'Angelo Russell and Brook Lo. I mean, it was Brook Lopez and the twenty seventh pick in the draft. It was the Nets' first round pick for D'Angelo Russell and Timofey Mozgov. Yep. The net the the Lakers selected Larry Nance Jr. with that twenty seventh overall and pick, he, right and right he's on the Cavaliers in, yeah. right now. So the Lakers essentially got nothing nothing for D'Angelo Russell, who's no, an all star right now.
1: Brooke Lopez, they got not, on that not, team. not one thing. Brooke Lopez is not on that team no more.
3: Larry Nance, Larry Nance Jr. is, Jr. is in
1: Cleveland, and the
3: Nets have an all star guard in D'Angelo Russell, yeah.
1: who's twenty two years old and dropping forty four points at will, <laughs> at will.
3: <laughs> I mean, and they had and they had to sit up through a year of Timothy Mozgov when he was, They were a terrible team
1: anyway. And you know what? At this point, they don't give a crap. <laughs> Let's just be not. brutally honest. They don't give shit. No, they don't. Why? Because now they are in playoff position in the in the and Eastern they have Conference. The point
3: of the future who they're going to lock up to a big contract? There you go.
1: And like you said it earlier, he's a restricted free agent, but they're going to lock his ass they're up. Him, <laughs> There's no they way they already locked
3: up Dinwiddie. They're going to have yeah. one of the best young backhorns in the league. They the are. Matches. There
1: is no way in hell Sean Marks is going to let this guy walk out the room, mm. and he not. doesn't want to go anywhere.
3: No. He and loves he, it here. He
1: loves the, 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 just the, the core group that, that the Brooklyn Nets He loves Nets Kenny. Had. Yeah. When he, comes in, he, when he came in, he goes, coach me. Which is How why th- many all-stars say coach me? Which is why when Kenny Atkinson got hired for the Brooklyn Nets job, everybody was in love with that He's hire. He's a point guard whisperer. Because Kenny Atkinson— Look what he did to Jeremy yes. Lin. Yes. There you go. Jeremy Lin. Yes. That's all Kenny a Kenny at- Atkinson product. Is Jeremy Lin is Kenny Atkinson. Kenny Atkinson was, uh, if many people don't know, he was on the Knicks bench. He was an assistant coach with the New York Knicks for a while. And, and I mean, just look at what he's done since he's become a head coach. Hawks, Dennis Schroeder. Yes!
3: I mean... These are all guys who are not big names who became serviceable point guards in the NBA. And, and now D'Lo, and, and, who has all the talent, better talent than those
1: guys, and is no, an all-star. And no... Like you said, not, not, got, not many people knew about Dennis Schroeder or Jer- Jeremy Lin. But these, these are guys that are well-known now in the game.
2: Atkinson was assistant for the Knicks from 2008-2012 and was a Hawks assistant from 2012-2016.
1: The Mike D'Antoni years. The Mike D'Antoni years sort of eclipsed with the, the Mike Woodson years. Mixed with a guy in Sean Marks who
3: worked his entire assistant with career the with the San Antonio Spurs, 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 the best, or- the best organization Buford. in sports.
1: Look what we built here. Outstanding! What the Nets have done—it it really is—and and, and I've told you this year. I've told you the entire. I mean, what the Nets have done this year is just absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. And they deserve—they deserve the credit. They deserve to be talked about. They really, really do.
3: It's amazing the turnaround Absol- from <sighs> what it was a couple of years ago and the place this franchise was in—the cellar, the, the dumps, the whatever you want, whatever knocked, the nets were, you want to call it—the the nets, nets were nets. a
1: dumpster fire. Yeah, for a very long time, a dumpster fire,
3: and, and you wh- turn around. And as quickly as they turn it around, yeah. the hires they've made, and and no, and nobody, nobody, I, I don't want to say nobody, but this is becoming one of the best run franchises in New York.
1: Yeah, I, and I, I'm, not, I'm, so. I'm
3: comfortable saying that. You, you should be comfortable saying yeah. that
1: because the Knicks aren't well run. They're not. The Mets aren't well run. They're not. The Giants seem to be. I don't know, losing Circus. everything. The that Giants they're doing.
2: are the Giants are just a mystery in terms of the Giants are lost. Run. The
1: Giants are lost. The Jets sort of seem to be. Not, the Jets, the Is, the, the, Jets,
0: the
3: Islanders, and the Nets have all raised their profile m- more than yeah. the other teams have. Well, were they? Were they well, the they, Yankees are always, of course, the number one. I they, mean, the,
1: the, the, the Islanders brought in hockey guys and Barry Trotz and uh, Lou Amarillo. The Nets brought in basketball guys and Sean Marks and Kenny Atkinson. I mean, and the Yankees obviously have the you know the Steinbrenner name, Brian the Cashman. Yeah. They're always going to be up there. But I mean, I, you should feel comfortable saying that, and, and I 100% agree. The Jets are sort of getting to that corner of uh, of the street where they they can turn into being a, a more stable franchise organization. They're on the right start, I of the like deal Chris Johnson
2: exactly. as an owner. Chris yes. Johnson, of course, took over as the owner from Woody was, Johnson. From Woody. Well, I mean,
1: it's still Woody Johnson's it's team, but Woody, Woody Johnson but is in England. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's it's now Chris's team, and mm-hmm. I like the way Chris has run the franchise. Yeah. So at least that's a good start.
1: But man, th- th- this this Brooklyn team is just absolutely.
2: And now they play the Fun Lakers to tonight, which is, I. You have a big comeback like this, so now you can got You got You got you to come back tomorrow night. Now you get a day off and hope that tomorrow night you got to jump LA, on them. You,
1: you got to jump on them and you got to you got to force it down, force it down their throats. You
2: can't have this be a letdown. This could be a letdown. This really could be. But after I a huge think after a like game like, like
1: that, you can't let yourself get down. No, you can't. You have to go out there, guns blazing, and beat the living hell out of this uh, out of this Los I, Angeles Lakers team. I think they will. This is a big momentum win. That's what I'm saying. They finish out this trip strong. Yeah. And then they have one game against the uh, Philadelphia 76ers,
2: correct? They have Portland on Monday night. The Lakers, they have the Lakers Friday night, Portland on Monday night, so they get the weekend off. And oh, that's good. They get the weekend off. And then they get Philly on Thursday. Well, like they I get said, two days well, like off. Like
3: I said, when you go home, you got the Sixers, you got the Raptors, and you got the Bucks.
2: Boston and home. You got the Bucks again. Home against Boston, Boston Milwaukee, Toronto after the road trip with Philly. And then away against
3: Milwaukee. <sighs> <sighs> so I mean, it doesn't get any easier. What a and thrill! That, win, that just makes that win that much better. It,
1: it's an absolute thrill, and and Brooklyn is going to be jumping once April comes around and the playoffs and the NBA start. Uh, but with that being said, we're going to go to break. When we come back, the start of the three o'clock hour. Here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, this is Chalk Talk. It
0: is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Chalk Talk here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Um, So we're going to transition from the NBA over to the NFL, but we're going to take a close look at the Green Bay Packers. Um why do why do you say we're looking at the Green Bay Packers here? Well, that's because we're gonna look at Aaron Rodgers. And what exactly are the Green Bay Packers doing with Aaron Rodgers' talent at quarterback?
2: John Fogarty's team got a new got a new uh yeah. Receiver so yesterday. the news
1: comes out that the, that the Packers
3: are cutting, are not bringing back what are they what Randall, was, Cobb. Randall Cobb, Randall receiver He's... who's been there forever, a friend of Aaron Rodgers, close friend. You know, years ago they got rid of Jordy Nelson, mm-hmm. and we kind of want to just raise the question that no one's really talking about: Are the Packers wasting? The career of Aaron Rodgers and at Jordy, this point.
1: Jordy Nelson, who's actually a free agent right now, he's out but, there, and yeah, they have but no do you interest. Want him and, at this yeah. point, even? No, they don't. But
3: they, they don't have don't no interest, him. even. They the have Lions. no interest. So Aaron Rodgers made a had an t- Instagram message yesterday after the news of uh, Randall Cobb leaving, and he decided to use a very ominous quote from the Shawshank Redemption, which we're gonna play right now.
0: <laughs> I have to remind myself that some birds aren't meant to be caged. Their feathers are just too bright. And when they fly away, the part of you that knows it was a sin to lock them up does rejoice. But still, the place you live in is that much more drab and empty that they are gone. I guess I just miss my friend.
1: And that, ladies and gentlemen, was the Instagram Instagram. Instagram caption that Aaron Rodgers put up. I love that movie. After learning that Randall Cobb was not going to be coming back to the Green Bay Packers, but instead he will be joining forces with the Dallas Cowboys, I love. That and he movie. put up some pictures uh, along with that caption. So um, that, it's, that it's a fair question. It just says to me that Aaron Rodgers is a sad man right now. Yeah, because in Green he's, Bay. Lost, he's lost everything in Green Bay. There's nobody there. Jordy Nelson's gone. Randall Cobb is gone. Ty Montgomery, who's somebody who who, who he sometimes relied on, he's gone. Shipped him out last year after he fumbled the ball. And then his wife went on a tie I mean, <laughs> this is a yeah, team who,
3: what, two years, ago, or two years ago gets rid of their 26-year-old safety for hot and Dicks Dicks. for absolutely nothing and yep. a time, chance where they're in the playoff run. Now he's in D.C. I mean. No, he's gone. He's, he's in, in Chicago. Yeah, I said gone. D.C. I said he's in D.C. Oh, he's in, you're right. Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. You're
2: right. My bad. My, my bad.
3: The Packers have never established a running back behind Aaron Rodgers. Nope. Never get him on that. All the receivers he's had, they've gotten rid of.
1: They had he has one left in Devontae Adams. They had Spaghetti Lacey for a while, and they, he can do nothing over there, Eddie Lacey. They've never re-
3: replaced him nope. with anybody. It's been a carousel of the Packers running back for years. Dave, I mean, this is a team that won the Super Bowl 10 years ago, and we always consider Aaron Rodgers to be one of the one best of, quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback in football. Yep. This is a guy who should have more
1: success than what he's had. One of the guys, I mean, the talent. The, are just the, the Packers a, failing him? Yes, they are. They're absolutely failing him by not putting anything around him, not putting anyone around him. You had guys. Clay out Matthews there.
3: is now gone. Clay well. Matthews is,
1: is signing with the Los Angeles Rams, formerly of St. Louis. of St. Louis. So this well, is what a, are they doing? This is a team
3: with Aaron Rodgers at the helm, best top five quarterback in football. Not three. Not at, are they and they're not and they're not doing the best they can to put the best team around him and compete?
1: You're absolutely doing Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers uh, fan base. An absolute disservice by letting this get to the point that where it is now. Who are you putting around Aaron Rodgers to make him a more successful quarterback? Here's
2: my biggest problem. And I had the similar problem with the Ravens when Flacco was the quarterback for a decade. Drafts. This past year in the draft, their first three picks. They haven't picks, hit on anybody. Their first three picks this past year in the draft. Defense. Corner, corner, inside linebacker. 2017. First four picks in the draft. Corner safety, D tackle, linebacker.
1: And you know what's great? 20- you brought up draft. I've I read something that uh, I think I believe it was a 2015 draft that the Green Bay Packers have.
2: They've they don't have anybody from that draft anymore on their team. 20, uh, 2016, first four for the first pick, Kenny Clark, defensive tackle. Then they picked that offensive tackle, Jason Springs. But the next two picks, outside linebacker, linebacker, which was Blake Martinez. Uh 2015, 2015. Three of the next three of their first four picks, safety, Demarius Randall, Quentin Collins corner. Then they took Montgomery and then Jake Ryan, outside linebacker. 2014, Haha Clinton Dix. Then they took Devontae Adams, which is again, those are those are good first two picks, but then after that, D-tackle. So again, defensive end, Dayton Jones in 2013. defensive end, Nick Perry, 2012. D-tackle after that, Gerald Worthy. D-tackle and DB, Casey Hayward and Mike Daniels after the after Gerald Worthy in 2012. Defense. I mean, they have they have not taken a first round offensive player since 2011 with Derek Sherrod, who was an offensive tackle. First round pick: Nick Perry, Dayton Jones, Ha Ha Clinton-Dix, Demarius Randall, Kenny Clark, Kevin King, Jari Alexander. Those are all their first round draft picks over the last several years. Defense, 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 defense. You want to build around your quarterback, you got to get some receivers and playmakers and hit and hurt those early rounds. That was a problem I had with the Ravens for over a decade with Flacco. They never did it with him because they kept pulling defense, defense, defense. And the one year they actually attempted to get some offensive playmakers, what'd they do? They took Lamar Jackson, his successor. So they, they, took, they took the next franchise guy. in that one time they actually wanted to get some weapons for for, for Flacco. So that's the problem with the Packers. Packer problem with, And I understand defense has been a problem for them over the years, but their biggest problem is drafting. They keep picking defensive players. Yeah, they, they don't they, sign
1: anybody either. Uh, who, who, who but you was, nailed who, it in the draft. The, but who? Who was the free agent that was out there that was highly touted at the at the start of this free agent season? Golden Tate, right? Golden Tate. You, you don't think that bringing in Golden Tate probably helps out this offense? Helps uh, you? You help put somebody around Aaron Rodgers that I, I understand he's thirty one years old and.
2: Did they even look at Lev Bell? No, they didn't. I see. I think they should have an off for Antonio Brown.
1: Antonio Brown's. Oh, that, oh, that was that they they That's the other one. That's the other one.
2: Antonio Brown. That sort of
3: weapon you can bring in to help Aaron Rodgers redo it. And they're not bringing in anything. They're getting rid of a talent.
2: I mean, a
1: bigger. We- I mean, there is no bigger weapon than Antonio Brown. That was that. That was sort of out there in a sense. And you do nothing. You don't even contact the Pittsburgh Steelers. You don't even give them a, a sort of a trade offer. And say, all right, you know, let's let's go on from here. Let's
2: try to work something out here where we're both happy. The Green Bay Packers had two first round draft picks. Two. You couldn't offer at least one of them. And look, Dude, what it took to they, oh, look at the Oakland Raiders. Look what they gave up. They didn't even give up a first round pick. And they had to, they had a third. And they of have th- three. They had a third. Green Bay has a third, two fourths, and a fifth. So you could have offered. You could have te- offered a third. You're you had two fourths.
1: You could have taken use one of those. You're telling me. You're telling us that you couldn't do that to bring in uh, an Antonio Brown. To play alongside an Aaron Rodgers, can you imagine that duo, man? Just look at just look at how great Antonio Brown was with with Ben Roethlisberger throwing him the ball. Can you imagine him uh, receiving the ball from Aaron Rodgers, dude? That's insane. And Devontae Adams still and there. Devontae Adams is still there, like you, yeah, like you said. And then you could work through the draft and get yourself some pieces on the defensive side or on the offensive side. But to do that type of disservice to Aaron Rodgers. But not putting anybody around him? Come on, man. That's ludicrous. It's terrible. It's a bad job by the Green Bay Packers. A franchise who's had
3: nothing, you know, been one of the most successful and one of the most revered franchises in sports history
1: is becoming a shell of themselves. Well, what's up with these organizations that, that were so highly thought the of? Giants. The Giants. The Packers, The Steelers, the Steelers, the Giants.
2: At least the Giants have tried to build around Eli. The problem is they can't. They haven't been able to build the defense, and their offensive line has been, has been has been has struggled over the last several years. Well,
1: that's
3: the, what's the Giants always been? Strong offensive line, strong running game. Mm-hmm. They shot away. I mean, at least
2: they've given them weapons, but and they, they tried can't to, fix they the old they line. Good pass
3: rushing, they, good they, linebackers. The Giants have a good
2: linebacker since Antonio Pierce.
1: They 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 they've tried to go the defensive route, but they just can't seem to get it right there. They're signing uh, they're signing all these guys, and nobody seems to be working out for them.
2: What was it two hundred million dollars they spent a couple of years ago? Yeah. On Olivier
1: Vernon not there no more. Uh, DRC he's gone. Snacks, he's not Harrison. There. Snacks Harrison Snacks Harrison, Harrison gone. You know, the, the, these are guys that they brought in to try and right that ship on the defensive side, but that only didn't that, that didn't work out for nothing. They got to what? One playoff appearance? Just yeah. so happened to be against the Green Bay Packers? And they lost that one? So l- look at that. Like I said, what's going on with these organizations that are so highly thought of in the NFL? With these owners that are so highly thought of. The 49ers. Of? They're a joke. There's uh, they're, they're someone trying to, I guess. been a joke. they were one of the best oh. teams, franchises in football. Oh, well, you t- with, uh, with Harbaugh? You were in the Super Bowl how many years ago? Yes. Against the uh, Baltimore, 2013,
2: yeah, what 2012,
1: 2012, 2013, yeah. yeah. I mean, but I they, don't understand that, that it team
2: though. was. That team was built on a strong running game. Kaepernick throwing the Kaepernick having a nice balanced offense with Kaepernick, and also a strong defense. That day, I mean, how many? A lot of those guys retired. It was Justin Smith, Patrick Willis. Oh, I used to love Patrick uh, Willis. Man. There was another line. There was another linebacker. I can't. I can't remember his name right now. Alden Smith. Well, that Smith got in trouble. Look at the teams. No, no, but team. he was on that team as well. Yeah, but he got in, he got. In
1: the yeah, place. I mean, he shit his own bed. He dug his own. Look grade. at the
3: franchise who's considered as the best franchise in football right now.
1: No, the Cleveland pick, Browns. Oh, um, the Cleveland. I guess the
3: Cleveland Browns are getting most hype in the football right now, saying their front office are geniuses.
1: Yeah, because they're taking chances on, uh, on the. What
3: is going on?
1: <laughs> the Cleveland Browns, which has been an, an absolute laughing stock since first they lost the organization, they lost their team in Cleveland that actually went to Baltimore oh. and then comes back and have been just an absolute dumpster fire who have had what, nine, 18, 19 quarterbacks since they've gotten back into the NFL? I mean, come on, man. And you have, you have a franchise quarterback in Aaron Rodgers, a future Hall of Famer when he hangs up his cleats, and you cannot put any weapons around him? It's just not even this year, this offseason. No, it's, it, the it's, last, it's... It's the last decade. It's since they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Since they won the Super Bowl, they have not been able to put anybody around him. I don't get I don't get it. And we have a caller. Hey, Jeff, how's it going, man?
4: What's up, guys? How are you? Good, right. good,
1: good. It's been a while. How you been?
4: I, I mean, I think the answer to this question is easy, right? Like... You know, the Steelers were good years ago, right? And then you saw, like, Wiz and Hunt and those guys. Like, other teams plucked those guys away. So, you know, like, for them to keep up their continuity forever is ridiculous. It's impossible. Like, the little get pilfered. That's what happens.
1: Yeah, you,
3: you, can't, you can't keep it up forever, but, I mean. I feel like there's always been a standard for these teams, and they're kind of losing, like, their ways. You know, there's always been a Steelers' way, a Giants' way, and those are kind of out the window.
4: I mean, but is there though? I mean, those t- for the most part, like they have some decent years. But other than the Steelers, most teams toil in mediocrity and then have a couple of good years.
3: Yeah, most teams. We're talking about the elite couple. That's what. That's what. Yeah, our, that. Yeah, you know,
1: we're we're talking about here. Yeah, obviously the Steelers, but no, we're I also know, t- we're I also, also talking about the Packers, who who have been a a relevant team for. I it's mean, the model the, the, of franchise yeah. consistency, really.
2: For two decades, they've been they've been For two one decades, more, yeah, from, that's what I was going with, Especially for. with, I mean, because before at Aaron the end,
1: At the end of Brett Favre, I mean, from the 2000s and on, with Brett Favre, and then you transition over Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it's just <clears> been consistency <laughs> for this Green Bay Packers team. But ever since they won the Super Bowl, we don't, we don't know what's going, what, what's been happening. And I get it. You know, you can't keep, you know, the same players around forever. But that's where the draft comes into play. You can draft these players. Or free agency comes into play. You can spend the money. But they're not even doing that.
2: They're not drafting well, and the they're draft—they're not, they're not drafting well, and they're not spending their money well. They're drafting on defense. You got—you got to help. You got to help right, the quarterback. Right, but
4: all these other helpless teams are—you know—they pay for their front office and their coaching staff. So it's hard to keep the continuity because with every new GM or every new coach comes a new philosophy.
1: But the pa- in regards to the Packers, they really. This is the first time they made a coaching change in how long? What was it? 30? First time since they fired Mike years?
2: Sherman with Mike McCarthy, which who got the job in two thousand six. Yeah, so I mean they've it, had a head coach been, for a long time. It's
1: been a level of consistency for a long time. And and they I mean <laughs> right. Ted Thompson was also there for a long time. And look at the Steelers. They've only hired what, four coaches in their three history? head coaches in the last fifty years.
2: Chuck Null Bill Calum, Mike Tomlin. Yeah.
1: So I mean, you know, th- th- there's been consistency throughout those two organizations in general. And look at the Giants; they, they they never fired a GM.
2: They're now in their third until head until Jerry
1: Reese, where they let him go.
2: Well, the Giants are now in their third head coach in the last couple of years. Coughlin, McAdoo, now Shermer. They've, they've had three in the last couple of years. The Jets have had coaches year after almost after, yeah, after they, every two, four I, years. I feel
1: like they go through through head coaches like, I, you know, like some people go through toilet paper. The, I mean, that's just how it happens. The
2: Dolphins, the Lions, the, the Dolphins, the well, Lions. Those aren't the, the teams Lions. we're
1: talking about here, No, of though. course, of course No, not. but like, we're, we're making that example of consistency. These other teams have had consistency throughout their, throughout their years. Yeah. So that, that's, that, that's where we're and going now out. they're showing. Go ahead, Jeff.
4: But you could, you could have said the same thing about the 49ers and the Cowboys of the 80s and the 90s, right? But when that run was over, look, how many coaches coached the 49ers after Bill Walsh left? You'll have, like, the Mike Singletary year. You'll have Harbaugh burning it down. You'll have an ownership change, you know, when the DeBartolo sold it. You know, I mean. You, say, you head can head say Cowboys. the same thing
1: about the Cowboys, too, when the they got rid of Jimmy Johnson. Harbaugh got to a Super Bowl.
2: The head coach was, who, the, the head coach after Walsh, I can't get his name, Seaford, George Seaford. He was after Walsh. And they won a Super Bowl or two with him.
1: You
4: got anything else, Jeff? Nah, I just I was enjoying your next conversation
1: as well. Oh, just, thanks. Uh, thanks, man. I felt like we needed to have a conversation like that.
3: <laughs> what about your Celtics, man? What do you think?
1: The Celtics? Yeah, bruh. Your guess is as good as mine,
4: man. Yeah. Are they going to be the team that? Are they going to be the team that showed up and and Golden State by thirty, or are they going to be the team that's just been infighting?
3: Yeah, they're so Jekyll and Hyde. But when they're clicking, they're freaking good, man.
4: Uh, you know, like the thing—the thing with them for me is, yeah, they've been super inconsistent all year. But I can't say that there's a the better team in the East. Like, are mm-hmm. they doing like what the Cavaliers did, you know, uh, a couple years ago whenever we was freaking out the Cavs weren't going to get the first season and the Cavs were, ran the
3: table in the east. Yeah, no, I said that yesterday on the show. We talked about the East a little bit. I think the I think the Celtics are the most dangerous team in the Eastern Conference, no doubt in a in a playoff series, no doubt.
1: But that's where the juggling and uh, Hyde situation comes into play because you don't know just, exactly it, where you're going to get.
3: Yeah, but in a in a series, I trust they could play well for four games. I don't know. I just I wouldn't want to play them. That's all I'm saying.
1: I mean, look at them. They they've they've beaten the Philadelphia 76ers three times this year. They're playing the fourth time. When is it? Tonight, I believe. Uh, yes. They they have yes. the, they have the seventy sixers number, and then the seventy sixers are a team that they're, they're gonna have to go through in this Easter conference. I mean, like you said, Jekyll and Hyde, thats the best way to even put the Boston Celtics team.
4: But are they gonna have to go through them? Because okay, the East—you know—the East, you know, East has some good teams, Milwaukee, and the seventy sixers, and Toronto. But Boston doesn't have to face all of them. Yep. Other teams are gonna end up beating one, maybe even two of those teams. Mm-hmm.
0: No doubt. For sure, you
4: know. So I mean, I it, I, mean, I think most likely it looks like Celtics Pacers yeah. yes. to start the playoffs. Yeah. First. So I mean, you know, without Oladipo, that should be a matchup that favors the Celtics
0: easily. I think I that's think. I think that's done. In I think, the think it le- would have been no
3: less than five. I, th- I think it no, would have been, been a favorable
1: uh, a favorable matchup even with Oladipo on there uh, uh, for, for the Pacers. But now, presently constituted, there's no way that this, uh, this Celtics team should even lose. To, to, to the to the Indianapolis Pacers, I'd say five games in that one.
4: Yeah. Well, again, it depends on what Celtics team shows up, though, right? Because if they're in the infighting Celtics, they'll get
1: swept. check <laughs> J- and <Yeah>. Hyde, man. <laughs>
4: but they,
2: again, you they get what? if they get hot, they can easily hit. They can easily get to the finals if no they doubt. if they get hot. No th- doubt.
4: You know, I had a question for you. You know, you guys were talking Nets, right? And Russell has really turned it on. He's really become a very good player. But is he a very good player because he's on a team? that doesn't have any stars so he looks better? Or, is, or can he be a superstar?
3: No, I think he can be a superstar because he's a guy who wants the ball in his hands. I mean, the, the offense pretty much runs around D'Angelo Russell. There's a lot of guys there who get touches. I mean, they have a really, there really is no starting in bench players with the Nets. They kind of run a full 10-man, 9-man rotation. But D'Angelo is the guy who's always consistent when he's on the floor It's his ball, and they play through him. So I think the fact that they do play through him rather than him running around, you know, trying to get open or make passes, he's a score first player, and he can pass. That's kind of what he's best at. So I do think he can be a superstar because he's, he's he's the number one option on the offense.
4: I mean, I just view him more like a Kemba Walker. Like, he's, like, the best player on a team full of role players.
3: I mean, the Nets are a young team. I mean, I think they have maybe a budding star and a Jared Allen at center. I think Karis LeVert could be a star. Spencer Dinwiddie on the bench. I mean, I'm not saying these guys are superstars, but I think they're definitely more than just role players. I think they have a lot of talent on this team untapped talent, untapped potential that we're seeing growing. Uh, yeah, growth.
4: I mean, I agree. Like, I don't think anyone looked at that team and said that they were going to be a good team when their year started.
3: No, I was you know, not expecting a playoff run, no. To step yeah, they've all, had, they've all had career seasons, no doubt about it.
4: I mean, they've all stepped up and, and proven that they can play. Now you're going to run into, you know, another situation where other teams are going to look at those guys and say, I want that guy on my team, and you're going to lose some of those guys. Well, now. of
3: course. Of course. I mean, but that's the nature of the, the business. business. You pay the guys you think you want, you want long-term, and like Rodney Hellish-Everson's probably going to go. They're going to get rid of him, mm-hmm. I, you know. You bring in other veterans when Damari Carroll's contract is up, and you just keep, this, keep the same kind of philosophy of what they've been doing now in terms of the, ma- the mix of players. And I think the Nets draft really well, so I'm not worried about it. The Nets draft amazing.
4: I do like the fact that the Nets dominate the conversation in that area and that the Knicks are so laughable. Oh, it's great.
3: Fun. It's the best. It's the best.
4: <laughs> did, you, did you guys see the, uh, the, the, the parody song for James Dolan that's been getting a bunch of plays? No. Nah. The, uh, uh, like, uh, the old Let It Be song. Yeah. And
2: and oh. I think I saw that one.
1: <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. I don't even want to talk about the Knicks. Yeah, there's nothing wrong. to talk about. Yeah, there's nothing to really talk about except uh, they, they might win the tanking uh, war <laughs> in the NBA. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to get the first overall pick anyways. Nope. But uh, I mean, you, you guys should be the ones that start the petition first to... to to boycott a game next season until he sells the team, boycott. Figure out a game to boycott. You know how many? You know how many years they've been trying to set something up so they can boycott this and and make him sell the team, and it just never works. It just never happens. They actually had a rally a few years ago. I think Stephen A. Smith was even a part of the rally to try and get uh, James Dolan to sell this team. It Doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's, but you don't
4: think it's coming more to a head now that he's like banning people from the arena and. You know, just being
1: ridiculous. He's just a sensitive little person. That's the best way to put it. He's so he's just sensitive. He should just you 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 can't tell him nothing because he'll instantly take it. And what type of owner can't take criticism? Every owner in, in in any sport takes criticism, and this guy just seems to be the one that that lets it affect him the most. I don't. I don't, I don't get. He it.
2: Wants to? I just don't think he wants to take the criticism like you said. I he's think he's, he's right. just being
1: a little baby about it. That's what he is. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, do
4: you think he's just being spiteful at this point? Like he's just not selling the team just to spite everybody? It's possible.
1: No, I, I don't. I doubt it. I, I don't think it's that. I really don't. But, but if it is, then that's such a bad job. Such a bad job out of him.
2: It might be pride in and, and the NBA too. It Might be pride. Might be I mean, that knows. That's kinda of how I view
4: him though, right? Like that's just how I view him is like, you know, he's the spoiled rich kid that ended up with all of Daddy's money, right? And now he's proving he's trying to prove that he can do something with his life too, and he can't.
0: God.
3: No. I mean he's a successful man, he's just not a smart man.
1: But. He's just all about his he's music.
4: He's not successful though. He's a dude that yeah. inherited everything. Yeah, yeah he, lost it. Yeah, he had, yeah, I mean, he's the,
3: only made it more. He's only made it more profitable.
1: Yeah, the company's still running. <laughs> I mean, he owns Madison Has Square he Garden. It more,
4: profitable? Yeah. He it more profitable? Yeah. More profitable? Or, or is he benefiting from Adam Silver and David Stern? He's benefiting
3: more more from from. Madison Square Garden, from yeah. 34th Street and Seventh. I mean, look, just look 40th. at the just look at the so value of the New York anything. Knicks. No, that's fair. That's so a that's a fair argument, anything. Jeff. It is. That's fair.
4: he's benefiting from circumstance.
3: That's fair. I'll oh. give you that.
4: And that's and that's the thing, right? So people can say, "Oh, he, he made it profitable. Did he? What did he do?" Hmm.
1: Besides the renovation, nothing. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a very good point. That is a good point. You but... know,
4: I, I I can I can. Firmly say, Mark Cuban made the Dallas Mavericks more profitable. Yeah, can you say that about James
3: Dolan? Yeah, or is he just a beneficiary of what he, where his stadium is? And
2: I mean, the, the Knicks f- are the Knicks. They they kind of sell themselves being the Knicks in being New it, York but, basketball. It, but, it, but
1: it's because they play Mecca. at Madison Square Garden as well. It just so happens. How long has he owned the team? Uh, since the nineties, I, I believe, late nineties. And when did the Knicks Probably become bad? <laughs> yeah. The late nineties. Late, late well, Probably. early two thousands, I want to say. He bought yeah, they were the eight seed in two thousand. Jimmy
2: Dolan bought James Dolan bought the team, bought MSG. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to find right, this here.
1: Yeah. No, it's that's within the last Nin- twenty years at least.
2: Nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, there we go. Give an increase nineteen ninety
4: nine is when they bought them. So he bought them and basically kinda at the end of their run. And since he's
0: bought them, how many times have they made he just even made the playoffs? No, I, no, I yeah, no, I hear
1: you. I hear you. And they've only won one playoff series. East,
4: and how bad has the East been
1: during his tenure? that only goes to show how bad this team has been well, it's under his watch.
2: It's interesting with the Knicks portion because the Rangers have had success. Well, he hasn't touched the Rangers, yeah, he, he hasn't really doesn't, yeah, he, touched, but he, he still let, owns it. He
1: let that be with Glenn Sather. That's all Glenn Sayers doing.
2: But he still owns them. It's just I know yeah, he I know, owns them, but he doesn't but meddle he in them. He doesn't that. meddle in them, but yeah. because he doesn't know think, anything about hockey. I think that's interesting. He he technically owns the Rangers, but he doesn't touch them. But they've been pretty. They have been successful, minus the Stanley Cup championship. But for some reason, he touches the Knicks because he he want, he wants so badly to to run the Knicks and run this basketball town, create you know New York City as being a basketball town again, and. That's Things are going haywire. Yeah, it's getting
3: there with Brooklyn, so I don't need James Dolan.
1: Anymore. That's why That's why owners meddling in their, in, in their team's business is not a good idea.
4: But I also think the Rangers hold a unique advantage over the Knicks, and obviously not money-wise because hockey is not as big as basketball, right? But as far as hockey goes in their own sport, I think it's more coveted to play for an original Knicks yeah.
3: no, than si- it is to yeah. play for the Knicks. Every single player in the NHL wants to play for the New York Rangers. There's not one big free agent who's, who we never had a chance on. The Rangers go into every. They're kind of like in a Yankees way where if there's a big free agent out there, the Rangers can get them. Cause the, know, Rangers always, the Rangers are always. The
1: Rangers are always in the conversation, even if they don't want to be in the conversation. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. That's what it is, uh, Jeff. We got to go to break, this, man. Is that an advantage? Oh I, no, hundred percent.
4: Yeah.
3: Hundred
1: percent. Just yeah. look at just look at the good point. Up- Very good points, Jeff. On Just on Dolan. So just, does just, does look, look, just look at the upcoming it's free it's agent going. class for the NHL. I mean, the Rangers are rumored to be in at least Panarin. one. Or Temi Panarin, yeah. So, I mean, that, you know, that, 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 that is a really good point. But, Jeff, we got to go to break, man. Thanks for the phone call, though. We appreciate good it.
4: Stuff. All right, boys. Always enjoy, enjoy Fogarty Free
1: Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one, man. Uh, All right. So, we're going to go to break, uh, and we'll be
4: back we love here. love Fogarty. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: We Winnie's love here. Fogarty. <laughs> we the love ever, Fogarty. The
3: Lakers, the lack of cowboy moves. I don't know how he feels about Cobb. But well,
2: he, you know, I, think, I'm, I'm I need sure to get Guido like on that. the Randall Cobb because I know Guido's not a big fan of Randall Cobb. Hmm.
3: You, know, we, you know the Cowboys have five receivers now on their team who were not on the team at the start of the last season. <laughs> Michael Gallup well at this time, right? Michael yeah.
2: Gallup, Michael, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, Marquise uh, Lee. is Marquis Lee a right. Yeah. Is he? I don't think so.
3: Marquis something.
2: Uh Alan Hearns. Oh, Alan w- Hearns, I think right. that was wrong Alan yeah. I knew the Jaguar. Randall Cobb, Alan oh, I w- Jason Witten is Jason Witten is back. Yeah. <laughs> Witten's yeah. back.
1: Yikes. And they lost Cole Beasley. <laughs> <laughs> yep I mean it's not that I mean whatever But uh, yeah We'll be back here On the Worldwide Sports Radio Network This is John You got know. a special
3: guest coming in I think Do we? Yeah I think he's, if, oh. he, if he finds
0: his way oh, I mean yeah. we never know When he's going like to drop in But he can't <laughs> like They start shooting in a week
3: Oh I, I,
0: I, I, like I think I hear him. him You think
3: you hear him coming in? I think I hear him Mm. Okay, we got him He mm. showed up Oh, he's here <laughs> Oh, there
1: he is, hey, Don! <laughs> Donnie, mm. how's it going? It's great to see all you all hey, hey, Don we're, We we just gotta go to a break And then we'll be back, alright? Why
2: are you disrespecting I'm me? I'm not disrespecting why? you, Don why?
1: Don, we we just, we're just
2: up against the clock, Don We don't, we don't Don. have to go against the clock I control the clock
1: all right, <laughs> I apologize, Don <laughs> all right.
2: I control the clock
1: Don, is it alright if we go to break, Don?
2: Mm.
1: Alright, mm. so we'll be back With mm. Don Mazza Here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network This is Chalk Talk
2: Disrespect.
0: It is it, the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network. Radio Network. You, you're listening to Chuck Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.
1: Welcome back to the uh, We're at the table. Set the scene, ladies and gentlemen.
3: It's a quiet night in New York City.
1: The moon, is, the moon is out It's the
2: first day of spring, guys little, little, little. I love the first day of spring it's, ever, it's the first day of spring I can finally go out to the wine fields Make the, my salad Make my grapes
1: Ladies and gentlemen Joining us here In the Dungeon Studios
3: In his weekly spot
1: In his weekly spot I mean, he can come whenever he wants to But this is I to say w-
2: why, why in the world weekly? No, no What's you, that you,
1: You're can welcome come at this table anytime Anytime Thank, anytime. You, thank you But ladies and gentlemen Not Joining that. us now at the table is our very own Don Maz. Thank you, thank you. Don, Thanks. how's it been, man? It's, oh, it's, it's been great. a few days since we've What's, spoken to you. How you been?
2: Oh, it's great. Uh, I've been doing all right, I've been you, doing all you right. You eating all right, Don? I've been eating all okay. right. We
1: got, we got mm-hmm. some new parmesan. Thank you, thank <laughs> you.
2: I mean, it's first day of spring. It's the first day of spring. I'm going to go out to the fields, make my wine, make my salad, make my grapes, make my oranges, make my fruit, my bananas, my grapes.
3: Just don't kill over in
1: your garden. Uh, don't worry,
2: but <laughs> nothing happens there. That we know of. No, not, uh, no, 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 you know for,
1: Forget about hey, it, forget about man, it man. But hey, Don, you know uh,
2: What you got for me today, we're, guys?
1: We're happy to have you here So, we, you know, we just want to bring in a, uh, bring up a few things You know, we spoke about the Yankees to start the show You know, in the injury news, man, man. Uh, Oh, it's hard, I feel bad Have you spoken to Have you spoken to the Yankees organization About these things you have, any, s- you have anything to do with this
3: Yeah These injuries You're sitting in your capo I mean li- I,
1: listen Aaron Hicks has back problems man I don't know Listen Who, who, who did you yeah, yeah. Did right you now? send anybody over there man With, <laughs> the, what, with the wiffle bat
2: I, I, <laughs> No wiffle bat No wiffle bat No 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 See I needed to get to the bottom Of what the heck is going on Down in the Bronx Right like the, the gang the, 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 the family over there in the Bronx They're not happy right now They're not happy and I need to keep the family over in the Bronx happy. Yeah. They're not happy. They want another world championship. Absolutely. They want another one. They want 28. That's all I keep here: 28, 29, 29, 29, 28, 28. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. 28. That's all I keep here. We're going to get 28. And, you know, it's funny. I told Brian Cashman, I said, listen, Aaron Hicks, it's a big deal you're making. He's got injury issues of himself. He's got injury problems of himself, and you're going to give him this contract. And I said, all right. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah not, not your hell to go, not my hell to go, on, it's your hill.
1: And I, but now Batanzas is down, um, and he's gonna be out for a little while. Well, Don. but that's
2: the see. Now that's 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 horrible because I know he wants his payday, he wants a contract too, and I know they were talking about contracts and stuff, and he was gonna get his. Did extension. you start those conversations? I did, I did, I did. Because Dillard he's a good kid. He's a great kid. Yeah. He deserves his he's contract. a contract.
1: Lo- he's a local kid. There. He's a I local mean, we, boy. He yeah. deserves it. I, exactly. I,
2: he came over my house for supper one time. I really appreciated it. All
3: right. So yeah. now the Yankees lose a starting pl- player, position player, yeah. a starting pitcher, yeah. and a key bullpen piece. Yeah. The trifecta. What do they do? What do you say to the Yankees? What do you say to Cashman? What do you say to Brian?
2: Well, I, first of all, I tell Cashman, calm down with these contract extensions with players who have injury issues. Kind of like the Mets, Jimmy Boccioni. We've talked about the Mets a lot of times yeah, yeah. with these stuff. Ah, oh, Maron. Ah, I know, I know, <laughs> are you? But now. But now, but I told I told Brian Cashman. I, said, I I I preached to Brian Cashman. I say, patience, calm down. You have a plan, and you're still a better baseball team than the Boston Red Sox right now. And your bullpen's phenomenal. Let's preach, stay patient, stay calm. it will be okay.
1: And, they, and, they and Aaron
2: Judge will win MVP. I've already paid it off. He'll he'll win MVP. <laughs>
1: all right, all right. But they also they also brought in Gio Gio Gonzalez. So I think yeah. you know that's a step in the right direction. Uh, there. Fine. a little bit done. Well, that that sounded
2: more like a little mm. di- depth Just little sort of a there. plug to, a to plug, plug a hole. A little plug, a little yeah. plug. He said he apparently told them. He apparently said that the no one ever had an offer for him. There was no other offer on the table. So BVW, talk to me. You gotta talk to me about that. We gotta have a discussion about that. You never apparently offered Gio Gonzalez a contract?
3: Sending top of Fogarty over oh, to uh, say, BBW. Oh, that's why
2: That's why Jimmy's not here. He's going to talk to BVW right now. We're gonna get. We're gonna get that straight. Now Gio Gonzalez doesn't. Have, didn't have a contract offer before that. Now
1: so he's in. The, now he's in him. the Bronx.
2: Well, interesting to me. But now he's in the Bronx. So he'll be
1: happy. Uh, uh, all right. So so Don, moving on a little bit. We spoke about the Brooklyn Nets as well, man. What? What in the world did you tell Sean Marks and Kenny Atkinson to do with this Brooklyn Nets team, man? I
2: told them to just play with heart, play with heart, and play with passion. That's all I told them. And I'm- you know it very well, Jimmy. You know it very well. See, you said you said, we 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 knew we had a discussion, a meeting with Kenny Atkinson, and we. I remember. But, but we also we also had dinner with with D'Angelo Russell. We told him. The Lakers shift you off because they didn't think you were worth it. They wanted to get that distraction, Lonzo Ball, and bring his family over to LA. And that wasn't good business. And now DeAndre's over here playing well for the Brooklyn Nets.
1: Hey, thank you. Well, he had a a great, thank,
2: you, thank you, Thank you. Thank you. He had a great conversation with the both of us, Jimmy. I, pr- I give you credit for that. Thank that's you, your ability. Your you, You're not working. We have through the family. Thank you.
0: I advance
3: myself through your good graces, Don Mazza.
2: No, no, thank you. Angelo wrestling is doing great. He's, as he said yesterday, I don't appreciate the language, by the way, but I, but he said, <laughs> I said, he was, he said he was built for this. Yeah. Mm, yeah.
0: He was excited. He was he in was the exci- moment.
2: I understand. He was in the moment. You no, disrespect. no disrespect. I contro- I, no disrespect. No disrespect. You got to control yourself. You, so you got dead. the name of the family on the front. Mm, yeah, so you exactly. Gotta take it exactly.
1: exactly. You got to take it he easy.
3: He wasn't on camera.
2: Uh, <laughs> I no, mean, uh, uh, kind of was b- actually. I mean, kind of was. Yes,
3: little bit. yes, network. All right, all right. Yes tomato, tomato. I,
2: I had a, I got a, I got a phone call from from the Yes Network last night. Told me about. It. They weren't happy about. It. So I had the Mar, the the Russell. I'm not. did
1: the Yes Network owes you plenty of favors, you're fine. You're yeah, fine. Something else that we spoke about, Don. Yeah. A little bit. Now we talk about Aaron Rodgers and oh. the Green Bay Packers. Oh, that deal. And I mean, I, and I know you've you've been sitting down in your big chair yeah. at home. You know, and you've been listening to everything that's been going on with the Green Bay Packers. Randall Cobb just signed with the Dallas Cowboys, so mm. that's another piece that Aaron Rodgers Clay is missing. He was out the door. Clay Matthews is gone. Aaron
3: Rodgers is upset. Breaks my heart, Don.
2: Uh, what he saying? He's like he's losing a friend. He says he just missed his friend. Yeah, that's you know what? I appreciate that. That's respect right there. But Aaron Rodgers, it's a big year for him. He has to show, I've told him, I told him after the season, after Mike McCarthy got fired I told him, listen, it's time for you to take some responsibility It's time for you to put the finger at you For a long time you've been blaming other people Practice squad players, defensive players Head Head coach You keep blaming other people Listen, I understand, it's not your fault but you also have to... You're the quarterback of the team. you got to make sure to take responsibility for your actions. He talks when he should listen. And I understand he's upset with losing Randall Cobb. He's a good friend. He's a good friend of to me, too. But Aaron Rodgers... But I tell the Green Bay Packers this. I tell Aaron Rodgers, calm yourself. Take responsibility. And to the Packers, draft offense. Please, just draft some offense. Too many years of drafting defense in the first round and drafting defense constantly. I saw what happened in Baltimore with Joe Flacco. I saw that. And even then, with the defensive capital they put, they should have been in the playoffs 8 of 11 years he was the quarterback. And yet, and with all their defensive collapses. And now the Green Bay Packers are doing that with I see your New York Giants, Capo Baccioni. All the years of defensive struggling. All the years of no offensive line for Eli Manning. And here we are. Eli's 37, 38 years old. The twilight of his career. It's a shame.
3: Hey, Dave Gittleman's got to make a move, Don or He does. uh, He does. You know, the water in the Hudson River in late December is pretty cold. We
2: don't want to get to that now.
3: Hey, I don't don't know, Don.
2: But
1: to the the
2: Green Bay Packers, build some offense around Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers... Take some responsibility. That's all I ask you. Don't make me call you again in the middle of the season after I hear your head coach got fired after a loss to the Arizona Cardinals. That's not good business.
1: Hey, Don. Yeah. It's, it's, it's something else. It's, it's Something involving, uh, you know, a little game that's going on, a little college basketball. Oh, game. this We're, game right now? No, 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 no. We, 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 we got our own boys playing tonight. We got no, the, Johnnies. St.
2: Johnnies. the Johnnies. The,
1: the Johnnies right, are playing right, tonight. Right. They're playing Arizona State over at uh, Dayton. You know, in the first hey. four game in, you know, like we, we have you spoken to Chris Mullins? Have you spoken to the guys, man? Listen look, uh, Shamari Pons needs to step it up tonight, uh, uh Don. I mean he needs to carry this. Team. You gotta talk to Shamari Yeah, you gotta the talk game. to him. I'll
2: talk to Shamari Pons tonight after the game.
1: After tonight the before game. tonight
2: before the okay. game, excuse me. Sorry, it's been a long week. I'll talk to him before the game.
1: You have to there, Don. To. I mean, Don, we're banking on the guy. I've these already guys, talked
2: man. I've already talked to Chris Mullins. He'll, he, he, he'll have his boys ready to go tonight against Arizona State because the point of the St. John's Red Storm season was to make the NCAA tournament. Yeah, absolutely. It was to get uh, in and play in the tournament. Yeah. So tonight, it's win or you're fired. That's pretty much it. <laughs> it's win or you're fired. And I don't like to fire people. I don't. I like, I don't, I like people. I, I generally like people. I like you guys. I like Fogarty. I like you, Renee. I like you, Baccioni.
1: We like you, back. I like
2: it. Thank you. Thank you. I like everybody. I don't like the fire people. I love Chris Mullen. Actually, his mo- my mother. My mother is married. My mother's best friend is actually married to him. Oh. It's a true story, actually. That's right. <laughs> wow. My mother's best friend is married to him, so we're close to the family. Yeah. My mom is very close. She knows them, So it'll be very disappointing tonight. If I have to take some... If I have to fire Chris Mullen and send him back to ESPN. Absolutely. After Don. tonight.
1: Don. Hey, hey Don. I, I, is it okay if we sign off there, Don? Because uh, I, no, I, we're running no, up a little no, bit. No, that's okay. All, all right. right. You do what you hey, got to no, do. I know you're a busy man, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, on, yeah so we right, uh, respect so your time. I got some
2: business to take care of later on at 5 o'clock. I'll we, be all right.
1: We we appreciate you coming on again, Don. Thank you. L- listen, we look forward to this every, every single week. But, Thank you know, me. if you come around more often, you know... That'd don't be, be nice. a stranger, Yeah, Don don't Mark. be a stranger, Don. Heck, I appreciate um,
2: that, boys. I, th- I appreciate that, boys. Thank you. All my love and support to you and your families. I,
1: likewise, Don. Likewise. No, we appreciate no, it. No. Uh, but, hey, yeah, don't forget to talk to Shamori Pons Don. No, I'll, we, talk, we to need, him. I'll talk to We need that to happen tonight. I'll talk uh, to him. But, ladies and gentlemen, we have reached the end of the road for our show here tonight. Thanks for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Clear. <laughs> Clear. 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 <laughs> Uh so we'll be back tomorrow, same time, two to four PM here on the Worldwide Sports Radio. Hey, we where... always just miss Don Mazza. He just time, comes he just, he he just, just walks
2: in and walks out on me. Yeah, I, always, I, I have know. to have a talk to that guy. Hey,
1: not hey, a hey, 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 I don't think I you want th- to talk- approach <laughs> him that way there, Don. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have uh Mr. Mazza. I don't think you want to approach him there that way. Uh but for James Boccioni, our producer, Evan Mazza, I am Renee Canales. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Coming up next, Maddie Cabs and the Third and Long Show. You have them. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you guys tomorrow at 4 p.m. Peace. You're,
0: you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.